You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, Dane in Spain. That's a nice ring to it, Scott Ritchie. And the Illinois forward was arguably the most consistent and productive player over the course of three games. Uh, Average a double-double, and really just showed that can't leave him out of a potential starting lineup. All right, Dane Danger is in Scott Ritchie's new starting five. Ritchie also labels his top five performers in Spain in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. You too, Scott Ritchie. Who's, Scott Ritchie came into the podcast booth looking grumpy. We're going to uh, lift his spirits today. I think he's mad at Ed Bond because Illinois football did not make the top 25. That AP poll just dropped at 11 this morning. Uh, Ritchie was confident Brett Bielema's team would be uh, in the top 25. He should have read Bob Osmussen's uh, Can't Wait for Saturday column uh, this morning where even Bob didn't put Illinois in his top 25. Well, most people didn't, and I also had no anticipation that they would be in the top 25 or that they should have been in the top 25. Uh, they got three points, which um, could be three votes at number 25. I know they got one vote at number 25 because Brett McMurphy had them there, so either they got two more or one person voted them number 24. Um, I haven't seen the full breakdown yet um that'll come out later today but uh i don't know i mean that's it's fine they're like tied for 43rd if you like count all of the receiving votes down from 26 to the end so that's fair i guess i don't know i mean it's it's preseason poll welcome to inside illini basketball uh, yeah. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Remind who, me who started us on football. That's and Scott then, Ritchie, who uh, actually uh, does cover football for us. So he does have a uh, vested interest in the uh, the direction of the Illini. It was media day. We will stop talking about football sooner, but it was media day on Saturday. Uh, thank you to all the personal bull players for stopping by Robin Schull's photo shoot. Great pictures there. I think the winner... Keith Randolph, maybe? Should surprise absolutely no one. Right. He's, uh, he enjoys life. those opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Richie, back from Spain. Uh, where? <laughs> no? <laughs> back then, from Eureka. I, I did a really <laughs> impressive thing covering Illinois football for the last 10 days <laughs> while also in Spain. 
actually not in Spain. No uh, media members making that trip over this time. That'd be a, a good chunk of change to spend 10 days over there uh, to cover three exhibition games, right? Yeah. I mean, if the News Gazette's willing to send me on a similar trip, I'm not going to say no. Okay. But Anyway, Richie will uh, dive into how Illinois performed. He'll uh, come up with his top five players from Spain. I'm interested Hard to kind of gauge who played greatest without uh, seeing all the games live. There was a couple streaming opportunities. Well, the second game was streamed. The other two just get to box score, not even deep dive, shallow dive. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, the ten practices they had in Champaign before they left meant more than the three games they played. Just in ter- long term for the the coming season. All right, we'll talk about uh, Richie's updated starting five he has coming out of the uh, trip overseas. Uh, There's time to jumble that, of course. We'll talk about the Naismith Hall of Fame ceremony over the weekend. If you saw saw that, paid attention. You saw a bunch of NBA stars. You saw Gene Cady get inducted, which uh, renewed uh, my question to you, Scott Richie, is why not Lou Henson? If if you're bringing Gene Cady into the Hall of Fame, yeah, I don't know how you don't have Lou. You just if you look at it, Gene Cady won seven hundred and thirty seven games total in his coaching career that spanned you know, I mean, most of it was at Purdue, but he also was the coach at you know, Western Kentucky, you know, for a couple seasons. Won an O V C regular season and tournament okay. title there. That must be the tipping point. And great conference the O V C is. Um, smaller, different, certainly these days. And Lou Henson won 779 games in his career at Hardin-Simmons, New Mexico State, Illinois, and New Mexico State. Two Final Fours. Two Final Fours, which I don't believe Gene Cady ever made it to. Oh, nope. nope, there he didn't. Um, he did win six Big Ten regular season titles. Gene Cady did. Um, so he has that. Uh, I, I guess that's the tipping point. I don't know. Well, he did uh, volunteer quite a bit with the USA Basketball. Um, that might sway some voters, whoever they may be. Jeff D'Alessio, our editor, former um, editor of the News Gazette, he's the former editor of the Sporting News, uh, has delved into this. And uh, he said the Naismith Hall of Fame voting is a very secretive thing. Can't find out who even votes, much less who they vote for, how the voting totals go. So, yeah. Mm. I mean, and. It's the basketball Hall of Fame. It's not just the college basketball Hall of Fame or the NBA Hall of Fame. Anything related to basketball furthers your cause to be, you know, inducted. Um, I know that I saw some stuff on Twitter. It was like because Tony Parker was inducted and obviously played on some really good Spurs teams, but like he also had a career in France before he came you know, to the U.S. I mean, not as, as long as some, but and he played for France at the international level, so. Everything is sort of counted, but I don't know who's doing the counting, but someone should probably put like Lou Henson's stuff in front of them. Hmm. Maybe next year, uh, Lou Henson, part of the Hall of Fame, the College Basketball Hall of Fame in Kansas City, is that right? Yeah. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, inducted uh, six or eight years ago. I don't know if it's just me or the Illinois fandom, but we always feel as if it may be just a short shrift sometimes when it comes to Coach Henson and his accomplishments. Yeah, uh, there are certainly Illinois fans that okay. believe that, but like he's 
I don't know, I can't think of another coach that has his name on two courts at two universities. And, like, he won an awful lot of games at New Mexico State and Illinois. And obviously had just pretty consistent success at Illinois. I mean, there's obviously a, a down year or two in there, but did a lot of winning at both places. All right, this is Inside Illini Basketball. I win every Monday. I am blessed with Scott Ritchie's presence. Ed Bond, our executive producer, uh, hopefully filling in again pretty soon. What do you think, Ed? Yeah, you're good. Um, Scott Ritchie, who writes about basketball nonstop every morning, 6 a.m., IlliniHQ.com. Good morning, Illini Nation. Are you are you over that Osmussen is starting to invade your territory? I know you were a little peeved last week. Um, I don't – I still think I've done it longer, and mm-hmm. – I mean, I'm contributing to football as well, so oh, yeah. Okay. No, no competition. Okay. No so to anger, speak. except the uh, the jersey you're wearing in the podcast booth. I hate Osmussen. I don't know where that was even purchased. How you how you got that? Goodwill. <laughs> There's a whole rack full. I do believe Osmussen's top twenty. Now, I'll, I'll, one more football thing. All right. Osmussen's top twenty-five had uh, uh, said Illinois is right on the cusp. What does Illinois need to do to make that top 25? Go 3-0, and beat Penn State? Is is that what I'm thinking? That's probably what it'll take. Uh, okay. Because, I mean, you have to – they would have to beat Toledo and Kansas mm-hmm. first, you know, and – Piece of cake. But I don't mm, – I don't – please, please. I don't know. Don't give me that Toledo is a great max school. Um, please. Tole- Toledo is a good max and school. Kansas was, can throw them with the best of it. I was going to say there's more – unlikely to win at Kansas than at home against Toledo. Crazy. You're crazy, yeah. Scott Reggie. You're off your rocker, in fact. No, Kansas is pretty good, as it turns out. At least well, in this brief moment. No one has ever time. said that, I don't think. Who was the big fellow who coached him to a, like a New Year's Day Bowl back in the day? That one Mark year. Mangino? Yes. Yeah. That you could say. Otherwise, I don't want to hear about it. I suppose he also could have said Charlie Weiss. Both. Big fellas, but um, one did well. One was horrible. Yeah. Uh, no, like Lance Leipold, like okay, has done what Brett Bielma has done at Illinois, just at Kansas. That'd right. be a good matchup. Right. Uh, but yeah, beat Penn State, then they're in, as long good. as they haven't lost one of those first two games. All right, let's shift to basketball, if you don't mind. I don't think I've ever minded. Okay, because that's the sport I really love. Yeah. All right. Support most of these people that have tuned in or were wanting to hear about. Okay, three and zero in. Sp- wow, watch your tone, there, Scott Ritchie. Yeah, even Ed was taken aback by that. I'm just three, saying, three and zero in Spain. No surprise there. Would have been devastating had they lost, right? Well, I mean, they go back to their trip to Italy four years ago. They did lose one of those games. Um, didn't have the full team there, obviously. Kofi Coburn, Andres Felice didn't play, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's fine. Like. Losing is worse than winning, but like I don't, I don't know who these teams were exactly. I would have been interested to like actually see a roster because then I could have you know, looked through EuroBasket and found out if these guys are like actually pros or if they're just like twenty to thirty year old Spaniards that were in Madrid and in Valencia and in <laughs> Barcelona. It's like, hey, you guys hoop? Yeah, sure. And like they brought out like the YMCA special or something, um, but you know, 
Winning is better than losing. Okay, let's start. Let's get the bad news out the way first, because I know by following you on Twitter, you were concerned by the free throw shooting and the three point shooting. I think as any one that can do math would be, because they missed a fair number of both. Um, the percentages were not great. Shot, I think, for the trip, right around twenty-ish percent from three-point range. That's really not good at all. It's that stupid ball they're using. See the thing, like people like say that, but like they practiced with that ball before they went to Spain, and it's the, like the same size. The only difference is the FIBA ball has like twelve panels or whatever, like, mm-hmm. and the college basketball NBA ball has eight, maybe. So it just I don't know, there's a few more, like, seams on it, so maybe that throws off the rotation uh, of the ball. I don't know. I think the fact that they did practice with it beforehand, should they should have been fairly used to it. But this is not a good shooting team last year. Um, a lot of the same players. And so far, again, three games in Spain in August, whatever, not looking like a very good three-point shooting team. Question to ask on this morning's Penny uh, radio program on DWS. Brian Barnhart hosts that. He did not have an answer to this. Maybe you do. I didn't prepare for you. Did not prepare you for this. Okay. Well, that's never stopped you before. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fun fun part of this podcast. Throwing surprises Richie's way. Was the three-point line the college line or do you know? The one used in Spain. Well, when the college basketball moved back the line... I think John Gross was still the coach, so it's been some years. Uh, I think they moved it to the FIBA international line, so this should be the same. Okay. The NBA line obviously is a little deeper, but I think college and FIBA have the same. And if it's not the same, it's very close. And also these guys are pulling up from NBA range anyway a lot of the times. So I don't know that that should have made that much of a difference. All right. What made you happy, Scott Ritchie? Besides Casey's Pizza. Again. That makes you very happy. Who wouldn't be happy? Okay. But I'm talking specifically Illinois and Spain. Um, Dane Danger? Okay. I guess, I mean, I I don't know that made me happy because I don't have any invested interest in this other than I cover the team and just whatever that may be is what it is. You can be happy, Scott Ritchie. You can... You can lay your feelings on the podcast table for us. Well, here's the feelings. Mm, pretty <laughs> indifferent overall. Like, I'm not a fan. Like, I'm just, this is the job. I cover the team. But Dane Danger played well. Um, averaged a double-double. And I think made a case that he should get, I mean, he's going to get minutes anyway, but I think Brad Underwood might be inclined to go with the, quote-unquote, more traditional lineup with Dane at the five, which he went away from at the end of last year. He kind of bounced back and forth with it last season. But if Dane plays like he did in Spain, I guess, and but defends like he did early last season, I think that would lead to more Dane danger at the five lineup. Options. All right, uh, uh, Big Dane, as Scott Ritchie calls him, will uh, be – I mean, I think people call him. I'm not sure I've ever called him that. I just call him Will Dane. be part of your soon-to-be-released list of top five performers in Spain. We'll get that to a second. But here, here's a chance to maybe tell our rabid listeners who probably didn't have the best trip to Spain on the roster, who might be coming home like, dang it, I blew that chance. Well, everybody 
played except for the two guys that were hurt. So I guess you know, maybe Marcus Damas didn't. I mean, he enjoyed everything else, but didn't get a chance to play any basketball. And you know, Brad Underwood said he might. Like he's come, you know, left hamstring injury. Um, that but they weren't gonna like push it in Spain and risk further injury. So and he's probably kind of bummed, but he still got ten days in Spain. Didn't have to play, so maybe he enjoyed that. I don't. Probably would have liked to play. Um, I thought Coleman Hawkins might have done more, but he didn't. I mean, the minutes were pretty balanced, kind of one through twelve, or well, one through eleven. Or, but I don't know like he didn't have a lot of big moments. It didn't seem like that's the guy that's gonna have to be really good for Illinois to be successful this season. All right, drum roll, please, Ed Bond. Thank you. Now, Scott Ritchie presents his top five performers from Spain. Okay. Five to one. Well, that's how I was going to do it. I know that involves all five on your right hand counting. Okay. Um, there you go. So, at number five, could have been any number of players. So, this is just sort of... Take your pick, um, but I'm gonna go with Nicolo Moretti, who had a, a better assist to turnover ratio than any other nominal point guard on the roster. Um, obviously, only got a chance to watch the second game against Valencia, and even then, I only saw the first half because of football interviews. I took up the second half. Um, so defense still work in progress for the redshirt freshman from Italy, but um, in terms of distributing the ball, did okay. Hmm. Still not sure how much he'll play. All right. Um, so at number four then, we're going to go with uh, Justin Harmon. Fairly consistent, averaged 10 points uh, across the three games, and I think it was really – even consistent with that because he had 9 and then 11 and then 10. So, yeah, I didn't get that order right, but it was right around that, that number in all three games. I feel these first two players you've mentioned are, are forgotten when kind Illinois of. fans consider yeah. what's to come. Yeah, and like Justin Harmon, I think definitely because you know, when they talk about – even I, I've done this to some extent. When you talk about the transfers, it's Marcus Damask and Quincy Garrier, and then hmm. – oh, yeah, Justin Harmon. Um the one thing is, like, he missed all six of the three-pointers he attempted, but that didn't make him super unique in this trip, so I'm not going to hold it against him. Um, but it was just consistent from the offensive end, scoring-wise, maybe not shooting. Um, so that's four. At number three, I'm going to go with uh, Monty Hansberry, freshman forward. Uh, didn't do much in game one against uh, Madrid, but, you know, came back... In game two with 13 points and nine rebounds and then was the best player um, in Sunday's win against the Catalonia All-Stars in Barcelona. Had 19 points and 11 boards. Um, efficient offensively. So good showing by Amani. Uh, number two, Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, didn't play nearly as much like if, as he will. 
during the season, but uh, averaged about 15 points. Actually, that was 15 on the dot. Uh, obviously, the big game was in Game 2 against Valencia. He had 25 points in 23 minutes. That's pretty good. That's the kind of Terrence Shannon that Illinois needs. Before you go to number one, Terrence Shannon, uh, likelihood of being a preseason All-American. Potentially. Um, and it might come from well, with the AP, like our instructions are to like give five that could reasonably play together in a lineup. So not five point guards, not five centers. The thing about college basketball is like a lot of the really good big men, like they're not particularly sought after by the NBA. So they come back and there's a ton of bigs that are deserving of preseason All-American honors. And I think where Terrence could sneak in is like if people need like another guard just to sort of balance out a lineup. Because Tyler Kolek at Marquette would be one. If you really want to go by the AP guidelines, I think you need another. I'm not sure. I might fudge it and just say I'm going to start like a seven-foot dude at the two. Um, real good shooter, uh, but I think that's where Terrence could pick up some votes. And like he would obviously had good numbers last year, um, so it's not like it would just be a oh we need a guard. It's like well, he's a, was a productive, is a talented guard that you could honestly say is one of the the better players in the country. But a lot of bigs got to find a way to get like all kinds, uh, just a ton of big dudes somewhere in the. Preseason All American vote. So okay. maybe. Thank you. Carry on. So, number one, Dane Danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, he averaged a double double about 11.7 points, 10.3 rebounds. Physically stood up to whoever these quote unquote pros were in Spain. We'll just assume they're pros of some sort, professional plumbers and electricians. Um, and efficient offensively because he wasn't I mean, he's not shooting the threes so he's not going to join in on missing those but just had probably the best trip of any of the Illini alright a lot of sightseeing a lot of uh, shopping it looks like a lot of good food I guess yeah I mean okay who was your uh, they were there 10 days and they only played 3 games so that's a lot of time to be off the basketball court alright uh, who was your MVP coach as as you know, uh, Underwood divvied up the duties. I feel like they all had to mount comeback victories, so I was going to say I can't just pick the one that went wire to wire. Um, but uh, at the risk of alienating one of them that's listening, or two of them, I guess, uh, we'll go Chester, Chester Frazier. Okay. Um. This is a week after giving Chester the nod over Brandon Paul. There, there must be some favor-seeking mission you're on. Well, if he's listening, like, we good, Chester? <laughs> Should be. Yeah. Um, no, like they were down in the first after the first quarter, but not much, and then kind of took control. So. Okay. Who is the next head coach out of that biker? The steamed opinion. Chester. Okay. I mean, he's the one that I think that has. The most experience. I mean, he has the most 
coaching experience at the Power Five level. You know, was at K State, Virginia Tech, now Illinois. Um, best, well, I say the the title for best recruiter. You know, would be, be would be between him and Tim Anderson, but um, most active recruiter I think is Chester Frazier for sure. And has the other reputation of being a good recruiter. So, yeah, I think he's probably next, whenever that may be. All right, team on its way back, I assume. Or are they going to s- stop in some other exotic locale for a day at the beach? Anything like that? Um, no, I think you okay. know, Barcelona was the last on their their trip. I think coming back today and then you know flying direct from Barcelona to Chicago and busing back to Champaign. Mm. Fun times. School's uh, starting its move-in week this week on the campus of University of Illinois. I guess they got to move in, too. Uh, they're probably moved in. Yeah, I mean, they some of them never left. Most mm-hmm. of them have been here since June. Um, then a couple guys showed up in July. But, yeah, they are should be settled. Like, they'll get a little time at home if they take it between, you know, when they get back from Spain and then the first day of classes. All right, you've uh, you've had the Spain trip to, to be used as your guide. Uh, give me your starting five, uh, as you will text Coach Underwood later. Yeah, with your recommendations, Brad. I had some ideas. Um, well, I think the locks at this point, Ty Rogers, because Brad Underwood has said he is the point guard, so. I imagine going to have to start him if he's the point guard. Um, Terrence Shannon Jr., no-brainer, of course. Coleman Hawkins. And then who they go with at the five sort of, I think, will determine who gets the other spot. Um, For the moment, I'm going to say that the way Dane played in Spain and sort of the reviews from him over the summer – that he's going to start at the five. So in that case, need a shooter, and especially with Dane and Ty both on the court, need a shooter. Um, in that case, I think it comes down to probably Marcus Damask or Luke Goody. Marcus is not currently fully healthy, so I'm going to go Luke Goody, who apparently was going to be a starter a year ago at this time, and then obviously... Come October, broke his foot in the not-so-secret scrimmage against Kansas and missed, you know, two-thirds of the season. So there's your five. Okay. Subject to change on a weekly basis. Yeah. Right? And, I mean, the minutes were just so equal in Spain, but, like, it's not done without purpose. And there was actually um, a tweet from former Georgia – Indiana Marquette coach Tom Crean about foreign tours that I thought was pretty uh, spot on and also kind of funny. Uh, it was this foreign tour, August foreign tour checklist in the new portal world. Uh, number one, mix your starting lineups constantly. Number two, make sure players are finishing games equally. Number three, shoot a ton of threes. Open or challenge, doesn't matter, just get them up. Number four, take a lot of videos, pictures, and interviews. Number five, don't get mad at poor play. Save that for mid-September. Number six, get a lot of new shoes and gear. Number seven, never forget number one, which is mix your starting lineups constantly. Mm. Because the goal is to get to school and not lose anyone to the portal before players start classes. Smart 
he, he can't coach a lick, but <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's clever. Like he won like two Big Ten titles at Indiana, and they mm. still are at Indiana. You said when he was there, yeah. I know. I'm just saying that's so. Well, it wasn't at Indiana, they fired him. Right. That's that's not nearly enough. I think every coach since Bob Knight has realized that. Well, I guess um, Mike Davis did take him to Final Four. Final Four. But then they still fired him. All right. What's on the docket once they return? Uh, anything? It's kind of a recruiting dead period. It's, uh, yeah. uh, like well, you I mean, said, the portal's quiet for a change. Well, the portal. There's no expansion this week uh, that I heard of. Well, not yet, but like that's okay. only a matter of time. Um, uh, you know, once school starts, obviously they'll be back going through workouts. Um, at that point, it's only eight hours a week. They're kind of back to that schedule. Um, but recruiting wise, like they'll start hosting um, visitors in September. Really, just they'll have on football weekends and now they can do that um so we're you know, talking with brad underwood last year at big 10 basketball media days um that like they stopped taking their recruits to football games for a time because place was basically empty team was not winning but they're going to they've, they've started taking them back well so. 10,000 more season ticket holders. 10,000 plus, yeah. That's, so, a good, that's a good sign. So, yeah, they've got, I think, September-wise, um, the Penn State game that weekend, I think, is a big one for Illinois basketball as well. Um, Mikey Lewis, the four-star guard out of California, is scheduled for a visit at that point. Um, I think a couple other guys in that class of 2024 they're also going to have on campus. So that's kind of the big thing. And then practice, like official practices will start at the end of September. They'll get in, obviously, a secret scrimmage at some point in October. And then the first Tuesday of November should be the, I mean, that's the opening day of the season, or Monday or Tuesday. All right. Still got some uh, perception work to do. I saw when they released the pairings for the New York City tournament. They said... These two teams are the highlight, right? And then said, "Well, Florida. wasn't UConn one of them?" Right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Reigning national. But then champs. it said Florida Atlantic, Final Four team will play Illinois. What I'm trying to say here, Scott Ritchie, Illinois was clearly the fourth, fourth of four. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Beneath Florida Atlantic, went to the Final Four. Not a dead one. That doesn't care. It's like Loyola. Thir- it's thirty some games. Whatever. Except, whatever. See you in a decade. Except FAU, FAU brought back everybody. I know. I'm just. I'm offended. And, and I was offended when I saw the, the in the portal scroll. world, and the NIL world where, like, there's a bunch of like high major programs that would have taken those dudes, those two mm-hmm. guards at FAU. Um, they said they're going back. They're going to run it back. They're going to be. A, I mean, new conference. They'll be in the American, so it'll be a little trickier in the regular season. But, I mean, enjoy it while you can, FAU, because I mean. Dusty May is probably, I mean, he signed a long-term deal, but it's only a matter of time before he moves on somewhere. Well, when, when, maybe when uh, Indiana gets tired of Mike Woodson, because it's only, again, only a matter of time before they have sour on another coach. Wow. Really? 
Tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, where you're not wrong is uh, your knowledge of college basketball. I love it, Scott Ritchie. Appreciate you sharing it every week. I appreciate you writing about it every morning, even during football season. Isn't that great? Love it. Well, I'll say, I mean, football season's a lot closer to basketball season than, say, um, May is to basketball season. And mm, it still comes out every deep. Let me still let me comes out every day. <laughs> let me try to think about that one. Yeah, so you went to volleyball too the other day. Yeah. And um, took a picture. It's great. I did. Picked yeah. in the middle of the Big Ten. Okay. Seventh, where they finished last year. It's fair because I think the six teams that were ahead of them last year, like none of them got worse. Mm-hmm. Some of them, you could argue, got better. All right. Uh, Big Ten, while in basketball, can't seem to win the national title. Uh, football, can't seem to win the national title. Great chances in volleyball every year. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska's always a contender. Right. Wisconsin's up there. Um, yeah, and when you talk about expansion for, I mean, it's a football thing, but like volleyball just got better. I mean, Oregon went to the, made the Elite Eight last year. Washington's been really consistent UCLA USC aren't maybe what they were a decade ago but still pretty tough all right I need you to figure out an outdoor gimmick for Illinois I see Iowa's playing a basketball game outside uh, yeah, women's uh, basketball Illinois or Bigger Nebraska volleyball are gonna sell out their memorial stadium for volleyball they did 91,000 yeah what can points. Illinois do maybe three maybe a par three at memorial stadium where Mike Small's gang can can fire away um Maybe, something like that. I need that. We'll we'll talk about that. I'd next feel week. better about that if like the inaugural, well, not quite inaugural, but the first time in a decade, fighting a lion eye classic, or whatever this spring, had better weather because I think maybe yeah. more golf fans would have shown up. But it was windy and cold, and the people that did there, those were the diehards. All right, got some cool Red Grange news coming uh, next week too. Hopefully, uh, we'll spill the beans about that. All right, Scott Ritchie, uh, until next week, we'll talk to you then.